Hey guys, welcome to WDW Nerd Alert. I'm your host, Joe Hogarty, and joining me tonight is Jack McCarthy. Howdy, folks. And Fedra Ekris. Hello, everybody. And so tonight what we're going to do is we're going to go over a lot of news. There's been a ton of news that came out recently. But first, I guess we want to start with a sad note. Uh, Kirstie Alley has passed away at the age of 71. Um, she's mostly known as Rebecca Howe in Cheers. But most uh, Star Trek fans know her as Lieutenant Savick from Wrath the of Khan. The first Savick, yep. Yeah. Was that Savick? Very sad. The first Savick. The first Savick. Yeah, you're right, Jack. So your thoughts, guys? Um, she was a funny lady. I mean, she she was well versatile for sure. Yeah, I mean, she was talented that way. She was likable whenever she was on interviews and everything. So she seemed like a just a nice person. It's too bad. It is very sad. She was a very lovely lady, and yeah, it was it was sad to hear the news. Yeah, I heard. I think she died in Tampa because uh, she lives in the area and um, she's a Scientologist. Uh, I don't know 100% for sure, but I, I, I'm under the impression that because of that religion that they don't really try to heal. You know, they, they have, they're, they're not very pro uh, doctor, I think. I could be wrong, but that's what uh, I was under the impression. But I think they're kind of into the whole holistic stuff. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, like what Jack was saying, you know, she was she was funny. She could be serious because I think even before Cheers, she was doing some stuff like on ABC where it was serious. She did Love Boat and all that. Not that that's serious, you know, but she did do a lot of stuff. And it's rare that someone could do both comedy and dramatic acting. And I loved her as Savick. She definitely was my favorite Savick. And I was, although Robin Curtis, you know, she seems like a very nice girl and everything. She's no Kirstie Alley as Savick. And uh, it kind of suffered, I think, Star Trek Three by her not being in it. And she was in Star Trek Four too, but it was for a brief amount. And it would have been so- very short time. Yeah. And like I discussed this before, it would have been cool if in, uh, Star Trek five, what is it? The Undiscovered Country six. Uh, they were planning on having Savick be the traitor. I would have loved that, you know, even though fans would be like, no, not Savick. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I love little twists like that. You know, it's like I can get over the fact when somebody turns bad, you know, if it's engages the plot. But anyway, I feel bad that she passed away. She was young, 71. Um, and hopefully she didn't have much pain and, uh, it sounds like she's with her family. So that's pretty cool. All right. So this was the big news that came out the last couple of days, uh, both the Hollywood reporter and variety reporting that, uh, wonder woman three is done that, uh, and it sounds like Gal Gadot might be done as wonder woman too. This whole new regime headed by James Gunn seems to want to erase everything from the Snyderverse. And that includes uh, Ben Affleck's Batman, Jason Momoa's Aquaman, um, and even Henry Cavill's Superman. That would suck for him because he just quit being the, the Witcher because he was told that they wanted to do 
Man of Steel 2. Now, if they screw him over, I hope he has a lawsuit because that would blow. I, I really wanted to see him back as Superman one time, one more time, but eh, what are you going to do? It's a business. Oh, well, you know what? I mean, it, it's too bad because him casting, him cast as Superman and Gal Gadot cast as Wonder Woman, those were two great choices. They, they both looked apart so perfectly that it's too bad if they get ditched. It really is because I, I'd love to see both of them back again. Yeah, yeah I'm I sorry, agree. Pedro. Yeah, sorry. About no, that. I mean, I, I, I agree. I would want both of them back too. And I don't know. I, I, it's kind of not fair to just cut them out. I mean, I, I, I guess I can understand, but it's like you don't have to erase everything. Like it, it's just about tweaking the story and and you know making sure you have a good cast and good director. Like they don't need to erase everything. I feel like it's such a waste. Well, I think that the whole thing too with uh, uh, Warner Brothers and the current owners, I guess Zasloff, who's like the, the head of Warner Brothers, they don't like Zack Snyder, and it does seem like he was causing trouble with trying to get the Snyderverse released, and then that whole thing with the Oscars thing where he had a bunch of bots uh, vote for his movies. I think that they're completely done with him, and they want basically his time with them erased but like you guys said i I enjoyed man of steel i even enjoy batman v superman which i actually watched recently um and you know there's some things in justice league i like too but it's just again snyder's just an idiot he's just uh, a very strange guy and then we got the whole ezra miller crap that is causing big problems so (laughs) right but apparently that's going to be the swan song for all of the heroes is that movie. Um, what's interesting is that uh, this gives more and more credence that Jason Momoa will play Lobo now. And I would like that. Well, honestly, he looks more the part of Lobo than he does Aquaman. Oh, yeah. We talked I, about it before. I think yeah. the guy who played his Born, brother. Yeah looks the part of Aquaman much more than Jason Momoa. And I honestly think that even with him being added to Justice League, that guy who played his brother as and played him as Aquaman, I think it would have been a better movie because Jason Momoa as Aquaman is just a goofball. He's like, he is acting like Lobo in a way, you know, like he just doesn't care. He's a, he's a drinker. Uh, He's got no manners. So that's the perfect role for him. Um, yeah, but I, the thing is, Lobo was dialed up another 20 notches on the volume. <laughs> uh, also, The Rock uh, apparently is out. Um, I read this, and again, I don't know if this is true. Him and uh, James Gunn don't get along at all. And... Uh, uh, Black Adam didn't do well at the box office. Did I, did I share that article with you guys where The Rock was like saying, it's like, wait a minute, guys, we made a profit, you know? Because no, you, was- share, you just shared the comments, but I'm not surprised yeah. he would say something like that. But, you know, I mean, considering, isn't it streaming already? 
Yeah, like, but you know what people forget left, though? Left it in the theaters by itself to just yeah. eke out a few more million. Even with uh, Wakanda Forever, what people forget is that when it's in the theaters, the first couple of weeks that money goes back to the production company. But then as it stays in the theaters, it starts to go to the the theater owners themselves. The percentages change every week. So it's not like they're making that huge profit. So when you hear uh, Wakanda Forever made $740 million, that's not all going back to Disney. I mean, uh, some of it's going back to the production company. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, the movie. The theaters have to get something out of it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that's what The Rock has to understand, too, because Black Adam has been out for a while. Yeah, I guess a couple of months now. But he's such a jerk. Like he was like showing how much money it's going to make on streaming, how much money it'll make on DVD. Like he was pointing out all these things. And then he compared it to Captain America, the first Avenger, and says that we actually made more than Captain America, the first Avenger. And again, you can't compare those are apples and oranges because the ticket prices for a movie back then when that first Captain America came out were a lot cheaper. So, yeah, you're, you're making more money, but a lot of it has to do with the fact that we're paying more money to go see these movies, you idiot. Well, also, no offense to Black Adam, Captain America is probably more well-known yeah. and more comics were read. And so people knew this character and they would go right. and see it multiple times. Whereas, you know, I, I mean, I, I'm no, you know, yeah. expert, but I think if we did a, a poll or a survey, we could see how many people actually know Black Adam as the character and how many mm. have actually read the comics versus Captain America. And that would that would say a lot. Very true. And I'm not even trying to, you know, dish out on Dwayne, even though, you know, I'm not really a huge fan of him anymore. His He's kind of come down the pedestal for me. And, uh, you know, recently seeing the film, I wasn't really impressed with it. In fact, I have a lot of problems with it. And uh, oh yeah, I forgot Fedra, you saw it, and yeah. there's a lot of satanic crap in that movie. Well, it's it's not even also that. I think also it's the, um, to me the the culture and race narratives that are in there that I did not find very appropriate. What do you, you know? mean? I mean, I, I might have a similar view with you but i want to hear what you have to say first well for the record since people can't see me i'm not latino i'm not middle eastern and i'm not black i'm eastern european i was born there but i was raised an american you know a chicagoan so just for the record um but one thing that uh julian and i were in agreement in watching the this film as as well as others is for some reason the character of the african-american in uh the freedom the justice society justice society he looks ridiculous in that armor so i don't like that in certain instances they choose ridiculous outfits and looks for the minority because to well, me, it's almost like you're po- poking uh, fun. At least that's that's what my oh, view. Man, I is, thought is it was over the top. To, uh, get right. Yeah, I really thought it was over the top. And it was like, why are they making him look ridiculous? You well, know, he's, I liked oh, his attitude. I liked the character, but the actual visual, I was like, no, 
He doesn't look cool. He doesn't look dangerous. He doesn't look frightening at all. He looks like a bird. And I didn't like that. That's number one. Number two, I don't like, I'm going to mispronounce, it was um, the the country, Kandark. I I don't remember either. I, I, I know for the comics, it starts with a Q. Uh, okay. But I don't well, remember if how this it's is, pronounced. This is supposedly in modern day time. And I don't like that they have constantly in, in several films portray Middle East as like this barbaric, dirty, uneducated, you know, terrible people when that's far from it. You go to Dubai, it's 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 the most expensive place on earth. And no well, offense, but, but some places you know, are though. in Middle East. They also were the creators of math. So they know more about math than the Chinese. OK, so they're very smart. So I, I just didn't like this kind of constant portrayal of this. You know, it, it's it's just it's not real. It's not true. It's it's like another illusion on top of that. And then, you know, then we can say, why is the occult, you know, in Satanism? In the Middle East, you know, are you trying to portray some certain narrative between the Palestinian people and the Israelis and the, I, and the, and the area were. of God? Huh? Like, you want me to go that route? Like, that ain't cool either. You know, See, that, that's a very hard fight about the placement of God, the placement of Jesus and all of that. Like, out of all places in the world, you're choosing there? Like, mm, I don't like that. And yeah, I mean, that may be far-fetched. But I just I feel like if you're going to portray that country, show it in modern time, like when we did Moon Knight and we saw Cairo and we saw Egypt, it didn't look like a piece of, you know, garbage. It looked beautiful. It looked modern. It looked, you know, vibrant. And here they didn't show that in Black Adam. Why? Well, I think I think that the guy that directed it was was uh, from that area. So. He had his intentions, but I also feel too, I think that they were trying to establish that this mirrored the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, especially when they were being stopped at the border and the kid went off on, uh, yeah. What's the, what's the name of that, that gang? Oh, Intergang. (laughs) Intergang. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't really, you know, saying that they were (laughs) oppressed and that they were here first and all that stuff. And, it's like, again, not every movie has to have this messaging. You know, you could still have a fun movie without pushing politics into it. Yes. Um, and I mean, if we I mean, if we look at every Marvel film, then we would say the entire world was oppressed. And and why would you want to extend that message? Don't you want to extend that we as a people of the world are strong and educated and loving and that it's not all about you know, war, blood and Satanism, like that's my issue, you know, like don't put down the culture. And I mean, I've been watching a lot of stories on YouTube recently from what I've been seeing, uh, the Latino community are really upset about the Wakanda forever theme and they're being very vocal about it. They're, they're doing a lot of stories apparently. So I'm going to look into it more. Oh yeah. Um, But I'm not sure. I, I haven't still seen the film, but from what I understand, they're saying that there's certain narratives about the culture, that they're very upset that this was put into it or portrayed in this manner, and they've been very vocal. So it's it's been interesting. I want to, you know, I just wanted to, you know, put a little placeholder. I'll 
maybe check in next week and and see more and research more. But I I agree, you know, like if if I'm an if I'm in a minority, like if they did a like like I've always said, you know, if they did a Marvel Balkan film, you know, and they show, you know, my people ignorant and stupid on a hill with some sheep, like I'd be pissed because it's like, yeah, that's our countrymen, but you do realize we have full-fledged cities, right? You know what you know it was our comrade, Nikola Tesla, who gave you the radio, you know, and Wi-Fi and everything that you hold dear in your phone. You know, just just keep that in mind when you, you know, portray us as these really primitive, ugly people. And, and that's what I, I hate that they're perpetuating that because they don't need to. You know, when we go to when we go to Batman and Superman, they show Metropolis and Gotham. Yeah, they make it a dark city, but they don't make people look, you know, primitive and stupid. And that's that's what I'm seeing here that I I don't like in these two films in Black Adam and and Wakanda so far. Was Tesla from Serbia? Yeah, he was. uh, Yes, he was Croatian, technically. But yes, Mm -hmm. he had relatives in Belgrade and he's technically buried in Belgrade in the museum. He's in a beautiful golden sphere. I had a nice conversation with him. Hopefully he understood me in the underworld, but you know. What? What? What's going on here? (laughs) Yeah, you know, when you pay your respects, you go to the, you know, and then you talk to it, you know. Okay, all right. I mean, I I know I'm not all there, but, you know, I'm at least honest about, you know. No, I said. But yes, he technically died in a hotel room in New York. He was. Yeah, I knew that part. Yeah. Mr. Tesla, Knock on the knock on the wall twice for yes, once for no. I was expecting Jack to knock, but I guess not. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I don't, I don't like for me, like Black Adam. Just I, I get it why there's a loss. I mean, the writing really wasn't that great. I I didn't feel attached to the to the character at all. I was, of course, upset that, you know, the main villain is Satan himself. Um, you know, I mean, I I don't have to go into more detail, but to be in, like you're saying, like to be in that denial and be like, oh, well, it made more than Captain America. It's like, come on, man. Like, just own up that it's just not hitting the He's the office. problem. Yeah, he gets paid. He makes money. You know, he's happy living on his island or wherever the hell he lives and all that crap. But he screws everybody over because he should have been in Shazam, the first movie, because yes. he's his main villain. But he's like, no, no, I'm more important. I want to change. What's a big word? I got to go to the nerds and ask them, what word could I use that means upward uh, hierarchy? Hierarchy. Can you spell that for me? Because I want to use that a lot. The hierarchy of the DC <laughs> universe has changed, you idiot. And I'm glad, like Joe Rogan this week, called him out on steroids. He says you got to come out and be clean and tell people that you're on steroids. You're full of crap. You're in your fifties and you look the way you do. I've always said this. This guy has been on steroids probably since he joined the WWF or E, wherever when he joined it. But uh, I, I think that's me. I think that's a good point to make and. I'm not going to dish out, you know, if you want to put steroids into your body, fine. But I agree with you that if you're going to come from this sense of authenticity, which everyone seems to, you know, magnify, like you have to be authentic, you have to be real. You know, you have to be real and say what you mean, but don't say, don't say too much because you'll be canceled. See, and and don't offend anybody, but, but be be real and, and really say, you know, how you feel. 
But then watch what you say, how you feel, because you might, you know, you might offend the snowflakes. You see, so it's this 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 bickering back and forth that you know we keep seeing with whether you want to say the woke. I just say people because I don't care what category they're in. If if they're behaving this way, they're just behaving this no, way. There's based idiots on, their on both sides, you know. Yeah. I mean. But I, I mean, yeah, you need to own up to it if that's what you're doing because you are a symbol. You're being used as a symbol, as an actor, as a model, as a wrestler, and you've influenced probably thousands of people. And if you're not being authentic of the fact that you use steroids, you know, what does that say about you? What, what does that say about your health that you, you're promoting this and I mean, you're I, deliberately hiding this? And if you're hiding it, why? Well, I mean, and I, I love Hugh Jackman and he looked incredible as Wolverine, but he disappointed me. When uh, he said that, he went right to The Rock to see how he got big. I says, of course, he probably told you to do steroids that you're not telling us to do. I mean, it, it's, it's such crap. Like when you see The Rock, like he'll say something like, oh, I work out four hours a day, twice a day. And this is how come I look this way. You know, if you do this too, you should get the body that I get. He's full of crap. You well, I mean? Let me ask you, Joe, if if he does come out and say steroids, that that's going to disappoint you and and why no it's too late i mean he should it's like hogan like hogan always says you know eat your vitamins and say your prayers <laughs> you know but he was doing steroids <laughs> vitamins in the training um, I, I got to see him on halloween actually ironic enough that oh, did was, you you're that right. was you're, cool i was like five feet away from the real whole hogan he where was, were you uh we're at hogan's hangout apparently it's his bar and on mondays mm. he does karaoke himself there and on Halloween, he was there, and then they were like, I can just see feelings, nothing more than feelings. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was great. And there were like 50 other different Hogan's because of Halloween. So it was super <laughs> cool to be like, wow, like I'm like right there. Like I used to have a stretch Armstrong of you, you know, when I was a kid. So that was super cool. But yeah, I mean, he, he does sound like that. He's like, yeah, brother. You know, it's like, okay. <laughs> Well, anyway, I guess we'll move on to uh, the non-steroid talk of the show. Um, so the Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny director James Mangold says Indiana Jones will not die or be replaced in the movie. He called out trolls like uh, Overlord DVD trying to ruin the movie just because they want to make money and make clicks. Yeah. 100%. What? I can I can see that because I mean... I, I find him pretty funny sometimes, but I think he does jump on the rumor mill a little too strongly. Well, I mean, I'm grateful he's clearing it up, but yeah, he's right. People love clickbait. So, I mean, I know he's trying to protect the film because, yeah, he wants it to go well because people are going to believe what they what they hear. I don't know. I mean, I'm still like on the fence on this one. Again, I know Overlord. He makes a lot of predictions and all this crap, and they never come out to be. And, uh, you know, sometimes he's right, sometimes he's not. But I, I think he might have been right on this one and that this is damage control, that they're trying to, like, kind of say, well, this is not what we're going to do. We'll see. It could be like another J.J. Uh, Abrams with Benedict Cumberbatch, and he says, no, that's not Khan in Star Trek in the Darkness. I assure you it's not Khan. And then uh, what's his name? Kevin Smith said because like some sites said kevin smith is basically he's going to kill off he-man in the animated series and uh who's the girl that used to hang out with he-man 
not Shira. Um, it was the man at arms daughter. I can't think of her name. Sonia. Not Sonia. That's uh, I'm just making up. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> trying to figure out a name. <laughs> no, anyway, Kira or something. I don't know. I don't remember. But I don't remember. But she became basically the new He Man, and so this site reported it. And he says, those guys are full of crap. That's not what I did. And he goes, don't listen to them. Just tune in. You'll see what it's like. And they were 100% right. You know, it's like, so don't lie to the fans. Like if James Mangold lies to the fans and they kill off Indiana Jones and they replace them with uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, it's going to be unforgivable. Yeah. I mean, I hope it's not the case. I have a feeling if anything happens now that Iger is back, because I can't believe that they filmed six different endings and I'm sure Indiana Jones dies in one of them. Uh, maybe I will say, no, we can't kill off Indiana Jones and we can't replace him with Phoebe Waller bridge because the fans are not going to be happy with that. You know, it's just too much. Even I can see the writing on the wall that it's a, you're basically replacing him with a woman that the new Indiana Jones, the old Indiana Jones will be turned into a woman and she will do everything that Indiana Jones did from Raiders of the Lost Ark and on. People are not going to accept that. I mean, I don't think that they'll burn Disney down. I mean, Indiana Jones is not that, you know, he's not Darth Vader you know, or anything like that. But I, I think that people will be disappointed. But I do think that Kathleen Kennedy, that was her intention. Let's bring in, you know, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, have her play, um, Indiana Jones's goddaughter have Indiana Jones killed because you got to admit though he is when you saw the trailer he is showing that they they are going back in time you do see a young Indiana Jones and he did predict that like months and months and months ago so there are clues into that trailer that that's mm, yeah it's still they they could be fooling us all like that basically that could be like that'll be the first scene in the movie where he's, you know, thinking back of, uh, you know, a, a time when he was younger and had an adventure and maybe that's all we'll see of it. But I have a feeling that they are going to travel in time. The old Indiana Jones is going to meet the new Indiana Jones. And I think there's a lot of truth to what overlord DVD said, but I still think Bob Iger is going to step in and say, no, you're not killing them off. You know, let him have a good ending let him, you know, have one last hurrah. And if you want to do something with Phoebe Waller Bridges character, go ahead, but don't make her Indiana Jones. We'll see. I have spoken. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I very much a wait and see, but yeah. you know what? The scenes with him de-aged. I mean, let's face it. They've started the movie with flashbacks. Look at the third one with river Phoenix. Yeah. Right. As a teenager. And then they did that very quick transition to, you know, him fighting on the ship where he tracked down the I love uh, that part. Golden Cross. When he's on the ship. I thought that was really cool. That, that uh, was cool. But like I said, it could be something like that where, you know. They're showing different parts of earlier adventures and eventually it'll transition into the current Indiana Jones. I have a confession to make. I'm not a fan of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. I think that people just like that because Sean Connery is in it. They knew it's like we got to get James Bond and Indiana Jones in the same movie. 
it's kind of like a remake of Raiders in a way. You know, they're both going after a religious artifact that's in the Bible. The Nazis are back. You know, there's him riding on a horse. And Sean Connery's character is too goofy for me. Uh, although he's, he's great. They, they make a good team together. I, I just don't like that movie. I don't know. I, I like that one. I liked it much more than Temple of Doom. Um, I, I like it, and I like their bickering as father and son. I just love that. I know that's goofy, but it's just it's just funny because it, it kind of explains to me more so Indiana, like, going off and doing his adventures and, like, whatever, Dad, you know, like, you know, it's just I, I like that family kind of vibe in it, too. And the fact that they do play off each other very well, chemistry-wise, in the acting. Yeah, but that is but that is a good point that you made about the James Bond. I never thought of that because I've only seen posters of Sean Connery. I've never seen Sean Connery as oh my God. James Bond. So I really should. But that makes sense of why, you know, great casting there to get several generations to like go in on it. Like it's an adventure movie and there's Harrison Ford and there's Sean Connery and there's Nazis. And they're, you know, like, it's like, it's just like in a world, you know, <laughs> like, it's just getting you all riled up, you know. <laughs> that villain sucked, though. Yeah, it did. That's true. The girl was hot, though. I, that's, I think she's the hottest girl that Indy has ever had, if I can say it that way. Um, I don't know. I thought, I thought the villain was good. The businessman that, you know. The businessman? No, I like the angle that, you know, he's just. You know, he's rich, but he's just a guy who's out for himself. Yeah, he was you know, like he even says, you know, the Nazis will come and go. But, you know, this cup is forever. You no, know. my my favorite scene is um, in the Ark of the Covenant when they close it down and they board it up and they put it in this warehouse. Like even as a kid, I was like, yep, that's what they do. They find the riches. <laughs> they find the gifts. They find those artifacts. And they just put them in a box and they just hide it somewhere. Yep. That's what they do. There's like, I was rates. totally convinced. I was like, ah. was that Area 51? <laughs> Maybe. Isn't yeah. that what they kind of showed in the. Yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah, yeah. In, in, uh, in the fourth one. In the Crystal Skull. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but my favorite Indiana Jones villain is Molaram. Come on. Yeah, you got him. You like the Temple of Doom? Mm. I do. Yeah. I mean, it's not my favorite James uh, James Bond Indiana Jones movie, but I think he's the best villain in the series. No, I, I like. I think the best one is Belloc. Yeah, he's all right. I never get over the fact that he swallowed a fly in that one scene. <laughs> yeah, my mom hates the when he falls in the pit of snakes. She's like, I could never handle that. I was like, yeah, it's not that bad. It's not. It's not spiders. Like, I hate when he had all the spiders on his back. Oh, my God. I would have lost my mind. I would have been and, like. <laughs> and that's back in the day when they used. Problem. They used real spiders and snakes. I, I miss those days. Yeah. No, I love that scene where he's on the plane and they're trying to shoot those spears at him. Like, that was so cool. That that felt real. It was like, oh, man, you messing with the wrong tribe. They're going to get you. Like, I was just like, hurry up, you know, get on the plane, get out of here, you know. And then with that singer, she was so, like, flaky. 
and they're going on the on and they're like falling out of the sky and and they're in that like tube and she's just screaming her head off like that seemed real to me you know it was like yeah any woman would be screaming at the top of their lungs falling off of a plane with an inner tube and he's just like yeah don't worry about it i got it like sure and even the kids like strapped to him not even gonna move you know like Oh, that was that was a good yeah, part. I'd say that brings back fond memories. I know Charlie doesn't like Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, but Indy was all action in that one. It, he was no, so yeah, cool. I mean, it definitely, you know, it's it's a good movie, but it's just like I said, I I think The Last Crusade is much better, and my favorite's the first one. Yeah, me too. I'll agree with you on that one. That's my favorite too. Mm, let's see here. Oh, so Daisy really posted on Instagram that she met with Lucasfilm last week. She took pictures while she was inside. Uh, oh, what is that? Skywalker Ranch? Yeah. Um, what do you think that means? Uh, she used her clout to get into maybe <laughs> Lucasfilm. I don't know. <laughs> you think they're planning something? Yeah, there could be. Well, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing her back as Ray and Finn and come back, you know, and Poe. I, I wouldn't mind seeing those characters again. It's just. I just want to see her. You just got to get a good story for them. Well, I mean, I could see them doing a Disney Plus series with her, but just her. It's like, let her go off on her own. I mean, this is what I hate about Disney Plus. And I feel like they ruined Marvel and Star Wars by giving us too much crap that we really didn't need. Like, we don't need a, a Finn series. We don't need a Poe series in which they're thinking about, apparently. It's like, just because they appeared in movies doesn't mean it's like, well, let's give them their own series and then we'll get everybody that loves those Star Wars movies to watch this series too. And we'll make tons of money. Yeah. But if they do Daisy Ridley as uh, Ray. Yeah, she's a friggin' Jedi. You know, she's good. I, I have no problems with her or as, as an actress and as Ray. I just think, again, Kathleen Kennedy stuck her big nose in there and said, like, well, we have to make sure not only is she better than Luke, she's got to be better than Anakin and Obi-Wan. She has to be the best Jedi ever. Let's bring the Emperor back from the dead so she can kill him. You know, but I don't blame that on Daisy Ridley at all. Well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I think the series are milking it, but I mean, it, like I said, you get the band back together again, but it's, you gotta have a good story. Mm. You know, the emperor is dead, but you know, do like they did in the comics with dark empire, you know, have him back as in a clone body or something. Or Darth Vader gets clone a clone of Darth Vader, you know. If you don't want to use Palpatine again, you know, <laughs> it, it, just do something. Just come up with a good story. That's just so stupid with the Emperor. It's like I wasn't dead. I was just resting my eyes. And and for him to be as a what was it, about thirty years, like he lived after Return of the Jedi, basically hooked up to I don't know what. I mean, he just, just said, kill me. It's like, I don't want a life like this. Yeah, you, that he was like connected to that big arm. Yeah. Just sort of like kept him suspended. Yeah, screw that. This is a dumb story. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I liked what they did in Dark Empire, where every time he got hmm. a younger cloned body, yeah, it didn't too. last as long. But again, it, it's the whole thing where it's like, thanks, but no thanks. We're basically going to do our own story because we think we can do better. And they did have a better story, but instead they went on the apology tour. It's like, uh, we have to apologize for The Last Jedi because we think that movie sucked, even though some of the fans liked it. But we got to fix it, you know? Anyway. Like, like I said, that movie... Every time I re-see, re-see parts of it, I just like that movie less. Good. No, I remember when you saw it, you're like, oh, it was great. I loved it. It was well, so I was like, there was, there, I still think there's a lot of good moments. In no, there, there isn't. Good, there's some good things in there. But if re-watching it, you notice things that, that like, wait a second, that's the dumbest plot ever. Why did that happen? You know? And, and it goes back to the scene when they're standing on the mountain, holding that dagger up, and yeah. it, it fits the pattern perfectly of the Death Star in front of them. Like, so you're you're telling us somebody from years and years ago stood in that exact spot and made a dagger to look like that, you know? And then he went off and got killed in a desert somewhere. Like, it, it's just it's it's too much. And I, I get having a MacGuffin, but the MacGuffin has to be cool. It has to make some sort of sense, you know, but it seems like that you start to notice more on repeat watchings and it bothers you more each time you see it. See, that's why the things that you balked at in uh, The Last Jedi, now you're watching it's like, you know, that, that kind of makes sense. No, no, that's pretty good. That could have really gone somewhere if that's they weren't I, too busy apologizing for it. That's why I'm a better man than you, Jack, because I noticed right away that that movie sucked. It, it took you years to figure it out. Years, but... Yes, years. Later rewatchings. I don't know how you can rewatch that crap. I mean, there has to be a point where you say, all right, I'm done. I'm never going to rewatch this thing again. Well, there's things, you know, I, I do like the ending. The big fight with all the stars. Yeah, when it says the end. That's my favorite part. No, no. I mean, I like when, you know, all the ships show up, you know, and the Imperial officer is like, they don't have a fleet. Where'd they get a fleet like this? And the other guy's like, it's not a fleet. It's just people, you know, that the whole galaxy has said enough of this nonsense. Yeah, and they, they all follow this one ship in between like those landmines and all that crap. And they were all okay when they followed it. Uh, that theater that I went to, they were lucky that they didn't have a vegetable stand out there. Cause I wouldn't went out and got tomatoes and lettuce. Cabbages. And just, yeah. Yo, yeah. Hogarty, I'm going to see the movie. I've got my cabbage and tomatoes ready. <laughs> you got some old hag at the end. She's like, what's your name? It's Ray. <laughs> Ray who? <laughs> Ray Skywalker. It's like, shut the. Excuse me, I, I didn't say it. Rehu! Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, so Charlie Cox wants to play Daredevil in Deadpool 3. I think, I think he's great. Bring him I on. I think he's great, yeah. Great, please. I think he's fabulous. 
Well, you guys are both wrong. I'm like, who the hell is he? And he, he kind of reminds me of... That's uh, because you only watched two episodes got tired of it. No, I like Daredevil, but it's like, just because he was in Spider-Man and he's getting his own series doesn't mean... It's like, hey, guys, look at me. I want to be in Deadpool 3. Does Deadpool hang out with Daredevil? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I didn't but, think but so. he could have a scene. They could have a team up, but it would be it would be another team up where you know you have the one guy driving the other guy crazy, and you've already got that with Deadpool and Wolverine in the same movie. Right, I'm I'm saying that he could probably have a scene that he makes like a special guest in again. But yeah, I agree. Three would be a crowd. Yeah, I mean, you know. We haven't seen anything from him for years. And then all of a sudden we see him in Spider-Man. Then we see him in She-Hulk. Now he's getting his own series. And he's like, oh, excuse me. I'll be in Deadpool too. Oh, wait a second. Daredevil season three wasn't that long ago. And then they had the crossover with the Defenders. Well, I'm just saying that he was almost dead. I don't need to see him in everything. I I liked him as Daredevil. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to see. I don't want him to be another Wang where I see him in every damn movie. I know. We you want Affleck back as Daredevil. We know, Joe. I wouldn't mind that actually. I didn't think he was that bad. Um however, I, I do wish they'd go back to the red suit. Yeah. Yes. The yellow Agreed. suit, you know, that, that had a touch of nostalgia to it, but it shouldn't stick around. Put him back in the red. He looks so much cooler. He'd make Agreed. a good fit, fishing lore. That's what he looks like. Um and he looks like Iron Man a little bit too with those colors. Yeah. I don't think he looks like Iron Man because well, the colors. shiny and everything. But. No, but it's red and yellow. It's like, yeah. Anyway, so the Ant Man and the Wasp, uh, Ant Man and the Wasp Quantumanium director says Kang is worse than Thanos. Do you think he is? Or do you think he's not? You know, probably if Kang, Kang wanted to. He probably could go back and just pluck the Infinity Stones out of whatever time they're in. And he doesn't care about, you know, the realities and the timelines. So he could do exactly what the Avengers did and get his own set of Infinity Stones rather easily, uh, much easier than Thanos did. Um, but I, I don't know. I Somehow I, I don't know how that. How they're going to top Thanos with Kang? Like Kang is a cool villain, but I don't I don't see him with the same personality, the same motivation as like Thanos does. You know, but hey, maybe they'll surprise us. But then again, they haven't surprised us at all with Phase Four. I think that uh, Thanos had good maybe, intentions. Maybe he could be more dangerous because it's more of his intellect rather than his muscle. Yeah, but Thanos is a thinker. He's not just he's just not a big brute guy fighting everybody. Yeah, like I was saying, like Thanos was trying to get rid of like world hunger. So he's like, well let's let's get rid of the fat bastards. So uh we have half as many people eating up the land. Yeah, it's just it's a totally insane approach to solving the problem. <laughs> yeah, once you make an abundance, it's like why don't I double the vegetables and the cows and and the pigs? Yeah. 
But then the Russos screwed that up and said, well, when he snapped his finger, half of the vegetables and the animals disappeared too. It's like, yeah, that, that's what differs from the comics. I mean, it was just the people, you know, and I say people, including aliens from different worlds and everything. It, it was, you know, your cognitive civiliz- civilizations and stuff. Those were the people that all disappeared. Not, you know, every bug in existence, every plant in existence. Yeah, I mean, it's opposite of what they were going for in the story, because that's what he said. This is my goal, you know, is so that children don't go to bed with empty bellies. And, uh, you know, I want to make sure that everyone has food in abundance. And then they're like, well, no, he got rid of the food and everything else, too. It's like, well, you know, he wants to make sure half the people go to bed without being hungry. (laughs) There's abundance for half the people. Well, again, it was random, though. You know, it's like not like if I snap my fingers, if I was Thanos and I snap my fingers, it's either going to be you or Fedra. It's like I couldn't say, well, Jack's got to (laughs) go. You're on my yeah, we, know, we all know Jack Jack doesn't have to go, so I could push him off the proverbial cliff again or strand him on an island by himself. Well, that's the whole thing. Would you rather that's the me, whole thing? Thanks. <laughs> would you rather me push you off a cliff or would you rather disappear? <laughs> Those are my choices in life. Yeah, either way, Jack, you get to decide. Yeah. Yay. I'm giving you a choice. In peace. It's either you disappear or I push you off a cliff. There's no happy ending for Jack. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, you know, why don't you disappear? It's less pain, less problems, you and I, you know, because when you fall off a cliff, I got to hear you yell and cry, you know. Yeah, I'd rather disappear because I think like when you're falling, it's got to suck as that ground is getting closer. (laughs) I, I can imagine. Especially if you're awake. I wonder if it's true that, you know, people like pass out before they hit. Depends. I I think depends how how far the fall is, honestly. Yeah, I don't think Amara passed out. (laughs) I'm pretty sure uh, her and Black Widow both uh, did a nice little swan dive. Uh, So so what's your next story? Next story is Marvel's concerned about phase four. And, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> phase four, phase five should be the apology phase. Well, they were concerned about phase four. So they're like, all right, going forward, we will focus on quality over quantity. Uh, but this is coming from a site that I've never heard of, Cosmic Circus. I think this is just a guess. It's because it's probably like, yeah, let's see. We made with phase three we probably made like 20 billion dollars and again that's the song that i choose for the trailer for phase five is baby come back you can find it all on me and i was wrong and i just can't live without you (laughs) it's for all of us But they, they can start just, you know, getting rid of series and movies like what DC did, which I can kind of see them like, I don't know if they started filming Echo yet. I think they did. I would get rid of that thing. Well, I mean, the same thing. I mean, Agatha Harkness, I think, would be fun, but get rid of her. Need it? 
do we need a vision series like they're talking about? Get rid of him. Yeah, I mean, he's out there bringing back in a movie, you know, as a supporting character. I, I don't think we need to see, you know, all these I, Disney Plus series. I don't think we need to see Loki season two because it's like, what is he going to be even nicer in the second season? Oh, God. I don't know. They love ruining characters. Yeah, well, that's just it. I think they gave in to the fans who loves Tom Hiddleston and they ruined the character. They're like, does he have to be bad? He's so cute. He can't be. Look, look, he was sorry at the end. He redeemed himself. He can't stay a villain. Why not? Loki's one of the great Marvel villains. You don't need a kinder, gentler Loki. Yeah, Loki was the best villain for a while. I would say he was until Hela came along. I still really like her. I like I liked Hela as well. Did uh, I mean in the comics, did Loki and uh, what's her name, the Red Witch, did they ever hang out? Because I think they'd be good friends, at least. The Scarlet, Scarlet Witch, um, which was good for a long time. Yeah, she oh, was. Yeah. Oh. Just because they're all good at the illusion and manipulation and stuff, I well, thought they'd be good the friends. The thing is, everybody who knows Loki knows he's going to turn on him. Yeah. Wanda, Wanda's not like that. Wanda, you know, she, she, she wants what she wants, and she'll build it and make it and mold it and protect it. Loki just, no, no matter who he, who he goes near it's like yeah you're gonna stab me in the back you know they they all know loki is just a total snake and he can't be trusted ever you know and him and his brother don't pal around you know like was loki ever good in the comics uh no i mean not really i mean he was trying to they did remember they did those old backup stories, Tales of Asgard. And like Loki was always tricking Thor into like almost getting killed as a kid, you know. And Thor was just, oh, okay, bud. Oh, well, you know, that's all right. We had a we had a fun adventure out of it, you know. That dragon won't eat anybody else ever again, you know. Like hmm. Loki's trying to feed him to dragons, feed him to trolls have them fall into pits you know even when they're little kids and thor keeps falling for it all the time yeah thor's a sucker you know Um, so they did a little bit of that in the movies but you know you would thought thor would have learned his lesson after you know thousand years Mm, he's a good looking guy i think he's less brains more more looks you know uh got two more stories so see if we get Fedra to hang around. We'll start with this one, which I want to hear your opinion on, Fedra. Jennifer Lawrence. So she was being interviewed by, uh, oh, I forget. It was a Cosmopolitan or Esquire, whatever, some foo-foo magazine. Um, and uh, she says, I remember when I was doing Hunger Games, nobody had ever put a woman in the lead of an action movie because it wouldn't work. We were told girls and boys could both identify with a male lead, but boys couldn't identify with a female lead. And she's gotten a lot of backlash on the internet, which she deservedly deserves. 
you know, to get this crap. Um, sometimes actors should just keep their mouth shut. That's all I'm going to say. No, it's not all I'm going to say. I'll let you guys go first, and then I'll jump down her throat. <laughs> well, I love I I do love Jennifer Lawrence in Hunger Games. That was her that was her biggest hit yeah. to date, really. Um I I see her point to a degree, but people are going to follow what they want what they what they feel and what they resonate with again you know i tend to not get fixated on the gender or the orientation or the sexual orientation of of the person uh you know my two favorite x-men growing up was rogue and wolverine and there's nothing about me that would be this big gruntle Canadian dude. But I had parts of Wolverine inside, you know, being angry, not really letting it out. I had a lot of anger growing up. So when I would see, you know, him pulling out the the fangs and just chopping up stuff, you know, it it resonated. So for her to go as far as saying that there were no other female lead, like, I just think that's very far-fetched. I think that's really the media and the but media. It's you know, wrong. It's, you know, the media putting that because I think, I mean, I've said it several times and I think the only way that I can wrap it up quickly is if you want to, if you want a person to be a slave, you have to put them in a slave mentality. And a slave mentality is never strong and independent. They're always ind- they're always dependent and they're always coming from a sense of lack, which is oppression. So if you continue this story that women are oppressed, that the African American community is oppressed. That the the Asian and the Latino are oppressed. That the LGBTQ is oppressed. Then you're always going to feel that way because that's what you hear and that's what you see over and over and over again. Yet we've seen so many women in lead, whether it's Wonder Woman, whether it's uh, Ripley in Aliens. Um, you know, I don't want to go through the whole list. Uh, I could if you wanted me to, but I think that you're getting my point that. It's really wrong to peg hole this message, but I feel like if you're in that industry and you're among those people, they're forcing you to say that. So I don't know what her contracts are. I know that she's starting Hunger Games again. I don't know if she's a Is part she of really? it. Yeah, there's already I... a new trailer. I'm really excited. But if she's a part of that, then she has to say that. There's well, there's I, no I way around this, it. This this new one is a prequel. It is. I think it's a prequel, but I mean, I don't know if she's going to be a part of it in some way. Even if it's flashbacks, then she's in the film. So if she's contracted, then yeah, she has to say like, "Oh yeah, I'm, be, I'm larger than life," you know. And it's just like, yeah, have to you, be you, forward backs. And and I mean, yeah, you are. You know, you are an image, and for a time that was the hit, but. 
you know, like we say about Dwayne, like I hate that they they put the focus on themselves using these narratives. And it's like, I'm sorry, how much money are you worth? Where do you live? You know, who you're connected to? So where on earth are you oppressed? Like don't look don't look at the orientation or the race. Like, where are you oppressed? Because from my understanding, you're on the freaking red carpet and I'm not. Yeah. So I, I hate that they do this, but everybody does it. I mean, this um what's her name? Um Viola. I love Viola. But I saw this video of her saying, like, you're racist if you don't go and support the woman king. Why would you say that? Why would you say that to anybody? If I don't hmm. want to see the movie, I don't want to see the movie. That doesn't make me a racist. You know, same thing with Wakanda Forever. Like, oh, you're supposed to support this. Why? Maybe I'm not into Marvel. Maybe I'm not into Disney or Star Wars. You know, but they're forming these things of like, you got to go and support. Yeah. With your yeah, dollar. <laughs> yeah. You don't yeah. try to make somebody feel guilty or force them to go see a movie. You know, you, you give them a reason to go see a movie because it's good. Well, it's it's entertainment. This is entertainment. This isn't education. This isn't history. This isn't changing your world, your actual real world. This is just entertainment to enjoy. And if you don't want to enjoy it, you have every right to not do it or not see it. So don't come and tell me that all of a sudden me watching Jennifer Lawrence, I'm empowering women. No, I'm empowering the box office. That's what I'm doing. I'm keeping yeah, that exactly. machine. I'm keeping that machine going, and they're busting out these movies based on all these little archetypes to keep me and my children glued to the screen. That's what it is, and I'm okay with that. But don't try I, to sell me anything else. I'd seen Hunger Games when it first came out, and I knew nothing about it. I didn't read the books, but the trailer intrigued me, and I was like, "Yeah, I want to see that. It looks pretty cool." I didn't give a damn about supporting like a a female lead or anything but you know she was a cool character she probably was the coolest character in the movie but yeah it, it's kind of stupid like when people push messages that you know you have to do this to support women it's like i don't have to do anything it's like but if you sell me something that looks good i'll go see it right and that keeps coming back to the agenda we've talked about before you're not you're in the case of what she's saying you're not supporting women you're not supporting anything except for the company that put this out and if you think otherwise you're just fooling yourself completely you're you're on your own little island there thank you Jeff. yeah no i mean i i think it's ridiculous so we used to have a, a girl on nerd alert i'm not going to mention her name but you know she called me out for being uh privileged and that you know, you had all these white male superheroes that you were able to look up to. And it's not fair that, you know, we didn't have it. And uh, she's like, that's why I couldn't relate to Superman, the movie. And I said, well, that's ridiculous because I've watched Kill Bill so many times. And there's never any point in that movie where I'm like, I want the bride to be a male. That would make this movie so much more better is if she was a male. No. And when she's on the screen and then when I'm watching that movie, I am her. I am nobody else. I do that a lot. When I watch movies, I'm like, I want to be this person. It's like, I, I want to be in this movie and I want to be the hero. And I don't care if it's, you know, a male or a female, if they're cool, if they kick ass, that's who I want to be, you know? And that's 
when yeah, I ever watch terrifying. She's great. She's, you know, I, I, you know, it's, and again, it's like, what about Kill Bill, Jennifer? Did you ever see that movie? I mean, there, there's like a ton of examples. Like you said, Aliens is a pretty good example. It's like when people started Aliens, they weren't like, oh, the girl's a lead in this. That sucks. It's like they, the trailer got them. You know, it's like, it's kind of like a horror story. Well, it was a sequel to Alien. Alien was more of a horror story. Aliens was more of an action flick. But but Ripley made a, a name for herself. I mean, she was a hero in the first one, but in the third one, she was like like Schwarzenegger level, you know, like yeah. where you know everybody was rooting for her, everybody wanted to be her, like when she got into that uh, machine at the end. Or or Linda Hamilton in the Terminator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's just, just so Definitely many. Definitely looked up to her. She was badass. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> well, it's not so bad. You can. It's a body part, but don't say D or P, please. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, it's it's just ridiculous. She, I, you know, she, she's a jerk. I, I just don't like her. I feel like she ruined the X Men franchise by them putting the focus on, um, what the hell is her name? Mystique. Thank you. Yeah, she's uh, a great villain too. Well, Mystique was, was never a major character in the X Men, but Agreed. then once Jennifer Lawrence won an Oscar for whatever the hell she won an Oscar for, Fox was like, "Oh, we got to put make her the lead. She has to lead the X Men and all that." And it's like, no, she's one and done that character. You know, bring in some cooler X Men, and you know, it just to me. It was destroyed by her being in it. The first one wasn't that bad when she was in it. But I, I don't think that she destroyed it. I, I agree with I, you that I think it was the staff that put her up front. And she should have been a side character, do the shape shifting, you know, be a, part of the villains. Like I you said, know. she's a, she's I, a villain. She's I, more I, of a yeah. villain than a hero. You oh, know? yeah, she is. I like, she, was, she was helping I Sinister. Yeah. What'd you say, Jack? I liked her in them. I liked I, that the the first class trilogy. Um, I liked her in that role as you know Charles's, you know number one supporter, and all that. First movie being in love interest with him. Um, I think she does work better as a villain in the comics, but I liked what they did with her. I, it's just too bad that whole trilogy fell apart. On the third one, I wish they just stopped at two. Yeah, agreed. Because <laughs> uh, Dark Phoenix, that just wasn't. Oh, there was again, four of them. They... There was four of them, right? I mean, they hopefully they yeah, rehash uh, everything. That's right. The fourth one, the the mm. last one, when they try to redo uh, the Dark Phoenix saga, like I, I don't know, they they just they just keep trying to go back to that well, and it never turns out. Yeah, it's a tough it's one. Good to as the comics. They got to get someone that's not afraid. You know, kind of like where Green Lantern, when they did the Green Lantern movie, it's like, oh, we can't really go into space. People are not going to like that. We have to be more grounded around Earth and all that. And then that failed. And then uh, James Gunn did Guardians and showed that it could be done if you did it right. It's the same thing with with Dark Phoenix. You have to have a director that's you know, willing to go balls to the wall crazy on Dark Phoenix, you know, and, and what she looks like and what her powers are. And, you know, but yeah, they, they they always try to ground them 
into reality. It's like, well, we don't want to go too crazy. You know, it's like, we want to make sure that it makes sense. Yeah. <sighs> but that's just it. That's part of the fun of comic books. You can't be grounded all the time. Sometimes you have to just go nuts, flying into space, blowing up planets, eating stars, yeah. throwing moons around. Sometimes you just got to do it. All right. One last story. So this is, again, from another place I'd never heard of. Every spoilers YouTube channel. But they came out and they said Avengers 5 and 6 may have every single Marvel character you could ever imagine in it. You know, the combination of the two. And that means Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, the X-Men, the Fantastic Four, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, Deadpool, Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and Tom Holland as Spider-Man. And again, this is another case where I think that this guy is just throwing out all that crap out there, you know, saying that, hey, look at me, click over here. You know, it's like... Yeah. Because I, I need a story. a story, so I'm going to make something up. <laughs> well, there's only one thing I have to say about that. What? That would be a very, very long round table. That would be, be a long movie, too. So that's all I got to say. If that's the case, oh, man, I'm going to have to get a big coffee for that one. <laughs> well, there's always been rumors that they're going to bring in multiple iron man like uh tom cruise was supposed to be iron man at one point and that they were going to bring him in and and i'm sure disney oh god really i don't know i think he'd actually be a good captain america like a different version but not iron man be a short captain america he would have been a great spider-man i think yeah that might be an option yeah um jack what what do you think you think they'll put every marvel uh, I think Tom Cruise would be good Iron Man. Because remember, he's in the suit. He could be as big or small as you want him in the suit. Yeah, I'm just thinking the the personality. I mean, I'm sure he could play off a good douche, but I think I think he would like to play, you know, the loved hero, you know, the beloved hero, the one that looks up, you know. Well, no, but he was up for Iron Man, like I think, like years and years before they even did the Robert Downey Jr. one. They had also talked about, I think, Leonardo DiCaprio's Spider Man because James Cameron was going to direct Spider Man. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad they didn't do that. <laughs> no, I can't uh, see Leonardo DiCaprio. No. <laughs> um. Well. It was a younger version of Leon. Yeah, I, I kind of could have at the time, but it was a weird story, Fedra. There's a very was, weird story, if I remember it. it. Like he was more spider than human. And I think like he oh. kind of went into a cocoon at night. And I think he, he even raped Mary Jane at some point, you know? Oh. Like, yeah, no. I'm glad that didn't come out. Ooh. No, but he came up with the ideas of the organic webs that Tobey Maguire used instead of having web shooters. And they hmm. use that in the uh, Tobey Maguire movies. So I'm grateful for that. I, I still like the organic webs. No, I, I, I think, well, I think the organic web shooters rob Peter Parker of showing just how smart he was, even at the kid. True. But he was more of a spider with webs coming out of him. Right. 
Yeah, but he did enough spidery things. Why? Like he crawls up a wall and he's got yeah, crawl on the wall. The strength, the agility, thing. the speed, the proportionate strength and speed. Uh, but that still doesn't That's say spider, cool, dude. Web say spider. I don't even know if spiders have spider sense. Oh yeah, they do. They I do. I try I to killed, kill. I try I to kill them, of, yeah. and they just bounce around. They're like, nope. When they, when they jump on top of you, it's like you're about to hit them no, with a sandal. They, they try to go away. Like they sense, like I'm right about to whack them if you're not fast enough. Oh yeah, I always get them all the time. Just get a can <laughs> of raid. Too. You know, they can't see that coming. True. Um. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Like I, I again, I I like the organic webs in the Spider-Man movies because. When I was a kid, I I used to make my own web shooters. I would use like, you know, Rolex watches or those bands <laughs> that they would have there, and those would be my web shooters, basically. But it, it always made me nervous, like reading the comics. It's like, it's like, oh man, he only has two cartridges left. He's gonna get screwed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, knowing that he didn't have to worry about that stuff, I think that was pretty cool. And Venom's got him. Yeah, but Venom ran out of webs. That did him in. He did? When? In the first fight. He used up so much webbing to get Spider-Man uh, webbed up in the bell tower that... Really? Like, I must yeah. have missed that. <laughs> he used up so much webbing that he couldn't produce anymore. Oh, I didn't and know that. he was falling and Spider-Man kept cutting the webs until he like hit the ground. <laughs> no, I, I'll have to read that again. I have that not too far away. I gotta but, find that comic. I have it somewhere. Yeah. All right. Well, Frederick, you made it, and uh, I did. <laughs> we are done. All right. Let's wrap this one up. So, Jack, can you tell everyone where they can find you? You can always send me email at jackm at wdwnt.com. And Fedra. You could find me on Instagram at Fedra Chris, and you could be my friend on Facebook and email me at Fedra at WDWNT.com. And if you want, you can email me at Joe at WDWNT.com or send me a friend request on Facebook. Check out WDW News Today, Disneyland News Today, as well as Universal Parks News Today for all your Disney and Universal news. And finally, if you like our show and enjoy other WDWNT podcasts, if you'd like to become a Patreon supporter, please visit the WDWNT Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash WDWNT. So with that, this will be the end of WDWNT Nerd Alert Season 8, Episode 53. So until next time, see ya. Good night, all, and be good to each other. Good night, everyone. Recording stopped.